Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. I do want to spend an episode talking about coaching and why coaches can be a helpful spiritual companion uh, for your journey. I think one of the most recent things for me was uh, when I broke my wrist last summer and as I was going through physical therapy and just feeling very overwhelmed at how slowly things were moving, even though they were moving at the proper speed, according to the physical therapy people, you know, my timeline was not theirs. There really was a moment where I seriously thought, I'm never going to get back up and going again. This is going to be it for me. I just can't overcome all of this. I couldn't envision myself getting back on my bicycle, you know, and I love that. I love being outside on my bike, and I'm just, that's it. You know, I don't have any more gas. I don't have any more energy. I just, I just was very fatigued by it. And along the way, I decided I would use a coaching session for this. Usually a coaching session, you'll have, you know, one topic at hand. It's not that it never migrates anywhere, but usually have one thing that you want to work on at that moment. And I decided I would talk about that. And as I was talking about it, I realized that the whole slip down the stairs thing had had much more of a traumatic impact than I ever realized. As I was speaking, I'm tearing up and I just, I was surprised by that. I was surprised by sharing that and how emotional it was for me. Uh, And I really was not happy that I was waving the white flag on a very active lifestyle and, oh, well, you know, you get to a certain age and whatever. Now I'm sitting down and I'm tired and I just don't think I have what it takes to push through and get back to the other side. And then the idea of where I was on the bike whether I was ever going to be able to attain that again just seemed so far away from me. But through the coaching process and unpacking all of that, I came to the understanding, because coaches listen very intently, and then they ask very strong and deliberate questions to help you process and get clarity and meet uh, the goal of whatever your session is about. I came to a real good understanding when my coach asked me, well, what kind of person do you want to be? Now, a lot of the result of coaching happens after the coaching session where you really reflect on 
the things that stuck out to you and that question really stuck out to me. And and I can't say that I woke up the next morning and said, that's it, by golly, I'm going to, you know, whatever. Um, but the question resonated in my head and didn't stop resonating. And I just kept going, putting one foot in front of the other and kept going to physical therapy and kept working the exercises and kept kept going and ta-da, at some point I got back on my bike and, you know, it was like, now we're in October, but we happened to skate through. I'm in Michigan, so we happened to have enough warm days that I could get out on it. And I didn't go, you know, a big long ride, but I just wanted to have some shorter rides and just feel successful. And that happened. And that happened. And I know it was that question resonating in the back of my mind uh, that helped me out. In my first church, and I, I won't say names or anything, but in my first church, boy, I sure wished I'd have had a coach then. <laughs> I encountered some things that they never taught me about in seminary. It was just some crazy stuff. And the congregation that I was brought to, it was like six or eight months into it when they said, yeah, you stepped into a real hornet's nest here. You know, so they're describing themselves as a hornet's nest. And I have to tell you, there was a lot of stuff going down and I just, it would have been great. It would have been great to have uh, a coach to help me dissect some things because I was left on my own in my own mind. And and sometimes that's a dangerous thing. Sometimes I could effectively think myself to death without any help from anybody else, or at the very least, put myself into a mild to moderate depression if I'm left alone. But one of the things, for example, just so you know, I'm like not kidding around about, I wished I'd had, you know, help with this. The church had a I'll say rental properties, but you would see me doing air quotes, um, that was a former parsonage and the income helped them financially. So you kind of get it. But there was only, it was a two unit. They had split a house into a two unit. And I think at the time, nobody was renting at the top. I can't exactly remember. And that's really not pertinent. But the pertinent thing was, was um, the downstairs tenant hadn't paid her rent in several different times. And along the way, the church had forgiven her some of the rent and all that kind of thing. It was a single mother uh, with like four kids. And it was a one bedroom. I believe it was a one bedroom apartment down there. And I'm like, you, you can't put that just does not work, you guys, you know, Plus, this individual was not paying rent again, and so that wasn't helping the church. Um, And we tried to redeem the situation, and it really didn't work. And I said, you know, at the end of the day, this individual would be better served to be in town where there are access to better social services than out here which was kind of far removed from anything and transportation was an issue. And of course, 
of course, this individual was related to somebody in the congregation. So now we're talking about eviction here. And, I, and I'm and i thinking, they didn't teach me anything in seminary about evicting people. This just seems wrong. But in the big picture, long-term big picture, it would have been better for this individual to be in a location close to town where they could access stuff, especially with their transportation issues and everything. So it was dicey dealing because, you know, they're related to somebody in the congregation. Maybe there's a few of you shaking your head going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby, I know this tune. But, um, yeah, I would have loved to have had somebody help me through that. And I'm not saying that God didn't help me through that. I'm sure God did. But sometimes, you know, you like to have somebody with skin on sitting across from you, somebody that's going to be an incarnational presence, you know, not just anybody, not just any village idiot, you know, hey, you come here, sit here, but but somebody that is a Christ follower that can help you think through some of these things in ministry. The other the other aspect of coaching that I that I will bring in and I was coaching somebody recently um, well, not too recently, but I, um, this individual was, we we're talking about self-care stuff, which, which is a, a passion of mine and, and something that I am, uh, a champion, championing among the ministry people who don't do that so well sometimes. Okay. More than sometimes, sometimes. But anyhow, I was coaching this individual and the goal was, uh, they wanted to get to do better with self-care. And as we talked, we came down to the issue of sleep, you know, and you think, well, this is a pretty simple thing. And I said, well, uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting? And this individual went on to talk for a while. And the goal was they wanted to get eight hours of sleep. Well, how could this happen? And this was somebody who had children and they had to get them up in the morning and fed and ready and off and and all this. And then, you know, stuff happens when you come home with the kids later. And, you know, all of this is going on. And so we're, as we're talking and as I'm asking this individual questions, we got to the evening schedule. The evening schedule of meetings that sometimes is a part of ministry and what that looked like and the environment of meetings in that culture and how could that be shifted to work better so this individual could get eight hours of sleep. Now, mind you, this was not somebody staying up till 2 a.m. to la, 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 whatever, um, you know, hang out on social media or whatever you do at 2 a.m. I don't know because I'm an eight-hour sleeper and or I'm crabbier than usual if I don't get the eight hours. But it was very fascinating to me how the issue of self-care started out and, and we merged to eight hours of sleep. And then that led to a larger discussion about the processes and the environment in the ministry setting that this individual was serving in. So I'm telling you, this uh, coaching and getting someone to sit down with you so that you can talk about one issue at a time, and you know that the issue is important. 
you know the issue is important and you know you need to dig into it. But how many of you would take an extended time period, whether it's an hour or so, to really unpack one issue and to really walk away with some action steps that are going to help to actually resolve that issue? And then you know you're meeting with that person again and that person is going to say, so how did it go? How did it go? You can see where if you take this really seriously, that you're actually going to start to take action towards some of the issues that you are dealing with in life and in ministry. Hey, I would love to hear what makes you crabby or what might make you crabby on just the right day, you know, or maybe, maybe you know what makes your friend in ministry crabby. You could send that along too. send it to Margie at MargieBryce.com. That's Margie at MargieBryce.com. And that may indeed be fodder for our next session together. So for me, for me, I always need somebody that is that I can check myself with. And I mean, check like, check my motives sometimes, check my thinking, check my emotions, and just help me to have a clear understanding out of which things I am functioning. And then I can decide whether that is the way I want to move forward or not. I left and stepped back from pastoral ministry after more than 15 years and am dedicating my time and effort to coaching others. Now, maybe maybe you're feeling like, I have a friend that I can do this with, and that is amazing. You, let me tell you, you are exceptionally blessed. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, I provide that. Maybe you're not an official coach, but you provide that or you are that for other people. And I would say to you, that is absolutely amazing and you are a gift to them. But I'm talking to the people who are like me, maybe dealing with some crazy stuff going down and you need to help get some help dissecting and understanding what is the best way forward and what is the most God-honoring path to take? How can I do it? What is the timeline for me to do that? So if that's you today, I would encourage you to reach out to me in some way, shape, or form. I know on my website, there is some paths to connection, and I'll for sure put uh, my email in um, in the show notes, and I will for sure offer anybody a, you know a free session to experience some of what coaching is and then move on from there but i would just encourage you in some way shape or form do not be walking this path alone it is challenging enough ministry leaders are tired enough there's just been a lot of trauma a lot of chronic trauma over the last couple of years and some are looking for the exit ramp. And maybe some of you just need somebody to come alongside you to help you process and think through the next steps that God has for you to take. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability 
in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>